Say Live Podcast. It is your host, Boogie the Beast, and we are here for another episode of the greatest podcast, probably inside your catalog. And I am literally sitting across from a man that probably knows me the most in and out. Knee high from the tree high, some of y'all may say, but I'm dead ass when I say since preschool. It's my best friend, my brother. I'm gonna put him out there, Cambrell Cali Braxton. What's going on, my man? How you doing? <laughs> Long time over time. Man, we, we starting off with government names. <laughs> yes. Right to it, man. Well, yeah, you know, I um I really wanted to um, you know, you had reached out to me again and wanted to get on here and you know, I think that it's a good time. You got a lot of things getting ready to come out and you got a lot of things rolling out as uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I've seen it. And uh, you continue to grow. So I wanted people to hear about it, especially for those who might not know who you are yet in the city that we're in. Shout out to the hometown Phoenix. But before I get into all that, you know, what I'm saying a little bit about yourself. You know, what I'm saying like born in California, but you only have known to be raised in Phoenix. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, um, technically, born, break it all down. Yeah, technically born here, but um, spent most of my younger Days um, in California. Yeah, um, go Dodgers. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, we can get to that in a little bit. Um, um, but I mean, my I spent most of uh, like I said my younger younger years um, out there. But um, coming back, you know, being you know from Phoenix, you know, really born and raised here. Um, I'm I'm glad to be from here. You know, a lot of people, I think, throw a lot of shade towards, you know, the city of Phoenix and the state of Arizona. But, you know, we will rise <laughs> slowly, yeah. but sure. Little by Early. little. And, um, um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, growing up, I mean, I had, you know, my mom and, you know, dad was in and out of, you know, our lives. So, um we bounced around. I'm not one of those people who stayed in one house for 20 years, <laughs> you know. Um, certain parts of my life, we were in certain areas, you know, from east to south to, you know, I know everybody is, you know, thinks Levine is on the come up. I, I lived in Levine back when Levine <laughs> had nothing, okay? <laughs> they had nothing, all right? It was one plot of homes. Bro, the city buses didn't even go all the way out there. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. So, um, you know, my mom did her best to always make sure that, you know, we had everything, you know, that we needed to get through, you know, anything that we needed. Um, most of my life was a single, single parent household, mm. um, which, you know, falls right into that stereotype, that category that we... Um, you know, we try to break. Um, but mom's man, she definitely, she held superhero. it down. Superhero. Mom, mom's super held mom. it down. 
you know? Yeah. Mom's held it down. And so we connected. We connected. It was preschool, right? It was preschool or kindergarten? Well, it was Pre-top. technically kindergarten, was kindergarten, but I was um, I was only four years old. Yeah, that's right. Somehow, Grandma did Vanessa something. Hudgens, yeah, yeah Finesse. Yeah. Finesse was on a thousand, you know. Um, so I've, you know, that's why I tell everyone I've known you since I was four years old because that is not a lie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, we met in kindergarten and, you know, I, I have the distinct <laughs> memories of like... <laughs> I don't know why or how, but I used to get kicked off the team. Like you it was bring always, this up every time. I used to get oh, kicked man. off and join the team. And KB literally has has been like this manager. <laughs> He's been like the leader. Like and it just you know what I'm saying. Like the height difference. Don't let it fool you because I've always just been like you know the the shack. You know what I'm saying. Like in this dynamic. Um, but you know, like I said, we've been we've been together and our families have been together. Um, and then we, you know, we departed for a couple years when we went to two separate schools and then we came back for seventh and eighth grade. Um, you know, and I think, you know, to kind of bounce between those two, um, you kind of mentioned it, but your dad was, you know, in and out. Um, dad was at our kindergarten graduation. No. First grade. He was um, or was it a play Christmas? And then the next one was eighth grade, right? My memory is not the best. Um, He was definitely there for parts of, I wouldn't say middle school. It was Mm -hmm. definitely like elementary in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And then was gone actually for a long time until I think junior, the end of junior year of high school. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we can touch on that yeah. um, in a second. But um, going back to, you know, that those elementary um, days and, you know, those younger days where he wasn't around, those days, it didn't bother me as much as I guess I thought it did mm. at the time, not realizing, you know, being a kid and, you know, certain you know, things I guess don't really, you can't really process, process, um, fully. Um, so like I said, my mom literally, you know, was my superhero. So I didn't miss out on things. I didn't miss out on activities or, um, I often joke with my mom and I blame her for, you know, my habits with shoes and clothes and stuff like that because you know for her to do it all by herself with multiple children mm-hmm. i mean we did not you know miss out on things yeah um <clears throat> now i was gonna say i was gonna ask you know going into that that dynamic like you were talking about is uh having you know like younger siblings um you learned how to be like the father of the house like kb listen not even like shout out to mom KB's been doing laundry and ironing since like <laughs> like fourth grade. <laughs> like I remember like uniforms or like coming over to spend the night and like like it'd be like, yo, I gotta pause the game, bro. I gotta go do laundry. <laughs> um, you know, like I guess being in that we joke about it, but like being in like a situation like that where you learned how to grow up so fast. Um uh you learned how to grow up so fast. Like what do you um like, I guess, like, how did that feel? Like, when you look back at, like, the, the growing part of the process that almost looks like a fault, but now it's it's really benefited you, I guess, into adulthood. Um, I look back at it 
often now, and I'm, I'm very grateful for all the things that I've learned and um, kind of being forced to grow up a little early. I mean, it definitely helps with, you know, my parenting and being a parent now because a lot of things are just, they just come natural and knowing what to Muscle do. Muscle memory. Um, but I often look back at it and the effect that it had on me as a child in my childhood it really, uh, I mean, it pisses me off, um, you know, but um, being able to say that I was and being able to remember being there for my younger siblings and being there and helping my mom and, you know, going through everything with her, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade those memories. I wouldn't trade any of that for anything. So um, I'm extremely grateful and extremely blessed. Because, like I said, you know, being a parent now, um, you know, I've been changing diapers, you know, since eons, I, boy. Man, I've been changing diapers. I've been making bottles. I've been doing all those things. I did all those as a little kid and, you know, and, you know, growing up. Um, so all of that was very easy. You know, a lot of people when they have, you know, their first child and it's like, OK, well, how do we change a diaper for the first time? Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's so, me. That's me. It you know it's just easy you know to me so um, like I said I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't you know wish that upon anyone because it does take away from your childhood um, a little bit in a sense but like I said being able to be there for my younger siblings and you know really help them because obviously they don't know what's going on and if I don't fully know what's going on. Right. You just know that there's a rule and a responsibility that right. right, Mom's out of the house for the day. I got to do this. This exactly. Yeah. And you know, and you know, in black households, the oldest sibling, you become the number one babysitter. That's right. That's 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 just how it, you know, works. Um, And you know, a lot of times, you know, for me being a parent now, you understand more what your parents were going through. Or you understand more why you got dropped off places when you got mm. dropped off or just certain things, you you know, you really... You started kinda, putting two and two together. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's just a lot of times when they say, you know, the phrase, stay in a child's place or, you know, mind your business or don't worry about it, stuff like that. It's like, okay, well... It all makes I sense. Want, it all makes sense. It's <laughs> like, because then when you get to the other side, it's like... Yeah, it was a challenge getting someone to commit to watching you so that I can go do this. So don't even ask me any questions. Right. Just know this is where you're going and I'll see and you. And don't there. act up. Exactly. Because if I get a bad report when I get back. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Oh, man. And then, yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. Uh, like, you know, a little insight. And then I think that's like, it's so important to understand and like, you know, go back and process it because, you know, like a lot of our whatever people may look like at shortcomings or, or, you know, blessings and all that stuff. Like it, it all helps in this chapter because that's what you are either strong in and you're able to teach to others or you're weak in and you get to admit that you need help in, um, you know, and then, so going off after high school, you know, we graduated, we made it, we made it out. We made it out. Um, <laughs> that was our other time, you know, we kind of like split, you know, you stayed in Phoenix, you went to uh, college out here I tried like a year and I was like, 
fuck school. You know what I'm saying? And I went to the military. Um, you know, like, I guess after high school, like, when you hit those early stage adulthoods, like, you know, what was what was the career goal at the time, the mindset? I know baseball is life. You know what I'm saying? Um, Man, that was definitely a challenging time for me because... Obviously, you going to the military, it was like, it was like de- dealing with a like a separation, like in a marriage. You know, what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> you know, because it was the first time, like in a you know, because once we had reconnected in middle school in seventh grade, we had. Katie used grade. to protect me. I used to get bullied. This is a real thing. I used to get bullied when we went to Progressive. Shout out to Marquise Flowers. <laughs> I put names out there. <laughs> But yeah, we, uh, <laughs> he's gonna leave that out. But KV literally used to protect me. That <laughs> is a fool. But um, we, you know, we went seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, and then all of high school, and then it was like, you know, we went to separate community colleges, and you know, then it was like life was starting to. That's when it kicked in. Where all right, you guys have had each other to you know for so long. To lean on each other. Now it's time for you to learn how to grow individually. And I don't know if at, it was, I wasn't ready for it at the time. And so then it just, I wouldn't say it had a negative effect on me, but it definitely had an effect on me. Yeah. You know I even I mean? tried to get him to join with me, guys. I said, hey, you can join with me, bro. We go on a buddy system. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> tried that and I definitely denied it every <sighs> single time. Um, but as far as having a career path at that point, you know, that was when, that was at the time when I was, you know, DJing and, you know, we had been club hopping. Man, all we're going to get into time. that. Don't you worry. You know, um, and I was working at, you know, I was working at Hat Club. At the time, um, and I still Big at that po- at that point I wasn't even a manager, um, so I was still just working there, and you know life was kind of rough at that time because I had left the house, I had left my parents' house um, shortly after I turned eighteen because you know dad came back home mm. end of junior year, and obviously at that point my balls have dropped, um, and. You know, once the man of the house comes back in, you know, it's like, yo, I've been, you know, holding it down like, you know, so, you know, the clash of opinions. And if you know me personally, then you know that if it ever came down, I could not beat my dad in a fist fight. Um, And that's just, you know, keeping it 100, you know. Um, So I knew I had to get out of the house. And so I left. (laughs) That is a real story. That is... The truth. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I left. And at that time, you know, it was really, you know, from couch hopping, you know, shout out to homie Matt Sherman. You know, sure. Yeah. Schlumpa. Um, you know, the Vias, you know, everyone that took me in and really helped me out, obviously, you know, the goods. Growing into that. Growing into know, that chapter. Yeah. You know, everyone that took me in and, you know, gave me places to say shout out to the, you know, my, my crew in Tucson, you know, once I moved down there. Dirty T, man. Man, you know, everyone that, you know, really played a part in <laughs> giving me a place to stay. Yeah. The gains I roomed with them for a while. It was a lot of bouncing around, um, just really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with life and really what was 
you know, the next, next. chapter. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so speaking, speaking before we get into the next, next chapter, you know, I want to talk about the best chapter. When I exposed and, you know what I'm saying, we got exposed to the clubs, bro. We used to be in, we used to, listen, we used to club since, what, 14, 15 years old. Um, I guess the question I want to ask, you know, is like the the biggest career path that you kind of hit on so far is like DJ. Like, now I remember we used to just pass you the aux cord, but like, when were you like, I kind of really enjoyed DJing and like, what made you get into, you know, KB the DJ? I because that uh, was an era. That was an era. That was, <laughs> that was definitely an era. <laughs> an era. That was the two, the Mix Mac J's. That was the that was the era. That was an era. Um, I really, you know, back in high school, um, and always having the aux cord and kind of controlling the sound and the mood that's going on. I always, I, I kind of over the years grew fond of that. Mm. Um, it wasn't until going to parties and actually, oh, KB, give KB the ox cord. Oh, you know, and then, you know, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of smoke. And, and you know, it's just like, oh, shit, you know, the atmosphere. Hey, I like it. Yeah, the I party is lit. I got the party lit. OK, I can do this. Um, and I just I took it and ran with it and kept going. And, um, you know, shout out to Hollywood Supa. You know, Super, Man, Sun- Super, Super Sundays, Sundays. Um, gave me an opportunity, multiple opportunities um, at different, you know, many different venues. You know, really shout out to Superman. Um, that I mean, that was, you know, very fortunate for me. So, like I said, I started to then DJ at a lot of different places. And then the blackout. Never forget the blackout, baby. Man. Oh. <laughs> Never forget the blackout, baby. Come on. <laughs> Bro, shouts out to the wash. The wash, bro. man. They killed our jug, bro. bro. They really killed our jug. We had the greatest thing going in Phoenix. Bro. Shout out to the wash, man. We threw multiple events, man. Do it for Boogie. That is when the campaign started. Man. <laughs> oh my god. The campaign. We KV and I were the only two people that put up money. And just know that we packed that place out. 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 And we had my mom at the door. Your dad was security with one of the other guys from, from church. That was the first event that I really, when I I was DJing and I really was like, okay, I, I really want to do this. And from there, that's when we, you know, started to link up with Adam. And, you know, from there it was, you know, I had my host, my business partner, Boom! It was we, we took it took it took off from there. Smoothie and tea, man. Yes, you know. Shouts out to Smoothie and Tea. That's shouts a vibe. Shouts out to the team. That's a vibe. So then, yeah. So then, uh, to fast forward back again, you know, you were um, <clears throat> figuring out things. Went to Tucson, um, and then you came back from Tucson, and then you took over as as the manager in Scottsdale, right? Or so I actually, what I did was <clears throat> I moved down to Tucson. Um, this was a. A few, I want to say a few weeks, if not a month after I had gotten out of uh, a relationship, mm-hmm. um, there was an opportunity. I had just been promoted to assistant manager at the Scottsdale store. And I had been there for a while and um, <laughs> the pay raise was only 90 cents. <laughs> and the responsibilities that I had to take on and I had been taken on. And if every, if you know me, you know, I will, I will, t- I will tell a job straight to their face, like f you, you know, and mm-hmm. I will leave. 
Um, I truly believe that our time is more valuable than we, you know, I feel like we take it for granted. And I feel like we let employers treat us like shit because of a dollar. You know what I mean? And I just, my pride is, you know, some say I'm too prideful, but I just, I can't, I don't take shit. For 90 cents, you can eat my ass. So there happened to be, um, you know, a store down in Tucson, the only store in Tucson, (laughs) and it was doing terrible. Um, They had a high theft problem. The manager was basically just, you know, fucking up. So I was like, man, you know, I just got out of this relationship. Like, like I could use a change of scenery for a little bit. So I literally put together a group chat and I text uh, about seven, eight friends. And I said, hey, if I move down to Tucson, do I have a place to stay? And they all chimed in. Yeah, you know, hell yeah. Bing, 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 bing. So I had offered my services to, you know, to move down. You know, I was like, hey, I'll I'll move down to Tucson. I'll take over as manager if you pay me more. But so my pay, my pay grade, my pay increase went from a 90 cent increase to a two dollar and 10 cent increase as a first time manager. So I was like, okay, hell yeah, I'll take that move down there. Moved down to Tucson, basically uh, lived in this big house. (laughs) Shouts out to the big house. Six rooms. Um, and then I basically stayed on a futon in the, um, living room. I lived out of a couple duffel bags and then I had like a little Harry Potter closet for all my sneakers. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I mean, like I said, shouts out to the big house that I had so much fun there. Um, but at that point still no real direction as to what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I was in Tucson. I started smoking a lot of weed. Um, I had already been smoking, but there I was literally like a lot. Didn't sleep much. Um, I guess you could say I slowly, um, I think the last year of my, I lived in Tucson for about two and a half years. Last year, I kind of entered, I guess, a depression stage without really realizing that Mm. that's the stage that I was kind of entering in, um, drunk all the time, smoking all the time, no real direction, going to work, just clocking in just to go. Didn't really love the craft of, you know, talking and selling hats anymore. And it was just a job, just a way to get by. Um, argued with my mom a lot. Um, just really questioned a lot. Didn't understand a lot, didn't listen, couldn't be told anything, blamed a lot of other people, didn't want to take responsibility. It's a lot of different things. And then on top of that, I was partying all the time. Partying. I mean, everybody that knows Tucson, you go to Tucson, if you're in Tucson and you are a younger person, you're either going to school and partying or you're going to work and partying. Like, that's tough. Yeah, I mean that's it's just that easy. That, so that, you know. I mean that's just I mean that's just the vibe that's out there, you know. Um, and all of my peers were all in school, hmm. and when they weren't in school, they were either working their jobs or they were doing homework and then partying. Mm-hmm. And me, I worked full time and then I partied. It's a vibe, man. I mean, yeah. you know, but I think like you said, it's just understanding and realizing what it was and what it is and what that chapter was, um, you know, to kind of grow from it, to go into the next piece. 
um, and the last piece of the, you know, like the, the beginning of this, but you know, you, you stepped into a new chapter of fatherhood, you know what I'm saying? And we were talking about that and, you know, the dynamics of that, um, and everything kind of grows into this chapter, you know what I'm saying? That you're in now, like, what was it like, what was it like if you could remember this sentence or like the song that played, like when you first held your daughter? Um, Oh, oh. <laughs> man. I mean, my bad. It don't got to be the song, uh, but like, you know, no. like, what was that feeling? I, I mean, it was the best feel. It was the best feeling in the world. Um, being a father is the best thing in the world. Mm. Um, and it, I take being a father very seriously. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, my past in the relationship I have with my father. But the very first time I held my daughter, it was just, it was amazing. It took a minute for me to hold her, uh, be able to hold her because, um, you know, making sure that, you know, her mother was okay and um, kind of getting her, like, okay, like, to leave her side to mm -hmm. then, you know, see the baby. And then I had to... Um, you know, go in the hallway and just take a moment for myself. And I just cried and um, cried and cried some more and <laughs> thanked God. And, you know, because, you know, childbirth is definitely a scary thing. Um, scary thing because you don't know, you know, for your first time, you don't know what to expect. You mm -hmm. don't know what's coming. You don't know, you know, you don't know anything. Um, and so once it's, you know, baby's healthy, mom's good, and it's like, okay, you can take a deep breath and really just appreciate, you know, the moment. And, um, and I held her and I just looked at her and I cried and, you know, like every other father you start making, you instantly, you start making promises and, you know, promise to always be there for you and stuff like that. And I didn't do any of that. I just you know, really kind of looked at her and I just, you know, was like, I'm, I'm going to try my best, you know, and that is what I, you know, kind of live by when it comes to being a parent. It's, you know, it's really trying my best. That's all you can do. So special moment for sure. Special moment holding her for the first time. You are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. And just like that, we are back. It is Say It Loud Podcast. I'm still here with, formerly known as KB the DJ, getting into the newest and I think your greatest chapter now, not only being a father, um, not only being a man who has seen his baseball team win an MLB championship. Oh, yes. Oh, but, yes. you know, more importantly, more importantly. Shouts out to the Dodgers. Um, you know, you, you went into a new career, and I think you really enjoyed it. Um, and it literally goes into, you know, not only, like, being hands-on and always loving, but, you know, you got into the world of masseuse and massage and recovery. Um, can you talk us through, you know, CEO of... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Your own. You know what I'm saying? It's yours. Yes. Um, well, there um, it is. That's a deep <laughs> sigh. You know we're about to get into it. Uh, well, I mean, 
I never thought in a million years that I'd become a massage therapist. Like, this would be the career path. KB hates feet. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I still, to this day, don't like feet. Um, I moved... When I moved back from Tucson, I had no... I still had no... No direction. No... I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew, like... like I think that was around the time I was getting closer to 24, 25. I think I had turned 23. It's 2015. Okay, well, you know. Because I went on deployment at 16. And that was when I turned 24. It was during my 23rd year of living, I want to say. My Jordan year. You're? Um... I I knew I needed to start figuring out something. Um, actually, my mom was in town, and her and a couple of my aunts were in town, and I was over visiting, and um, I had always, you know, oh my shoulder hurts, oh my neck, oh can you, you know, can you rub this out? Um, my aunt actually was like, you know what? Why don't you go to school for this? I'm like, huh, what? She's like, yeah, you should go to school for this. And she starts, you know, talking my ear off about it. And, you know, some of the stuff she's saying is sticking. Uh, Most of it is, and I'm not listening. Fast forward, I was actually sitting in the house two days later. I was on my laptop in this ad for Arizona School of Massage Therapy. The feds be listening, (laughs) Pops up. And I'm like, what the hell? So I click on it. I'm like, no, maybe this is God talking. So click click mate. From clicking on it, I ended up setting up a, an, uh, a meeting or whatever. Ended up going to that with just intentions of just doing a tour of the campus. Went, heard about the program, ended up talking about financial aid, loans, all of this. Got signed up, <laughs> registered, everything. Left and was like, what the hell just happened? How did they talk me into this? Fast forward, first day, I'm like, okay, uh, school. I'm not, everyone know I don't go well with school. I dropped out of Phoenix College. I dropped out of Pima Community College. I don't do school. I don't do well, well, I don't do well with, I don't care about how to type a paper in MLA format. Like, I don't care about, you know, certain stuff that's not going to, like, you know, y'all, y'all could have taught me about, like, you know, taxes in high school. Y'all could have taught me about the real world and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Or it's, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, tech schools, you know what I mean? You don't need to go to the big, uni- the big university route and waste all that money. Salute. You know what I mean? There are schools that you can go to that are a lot smaller that you can get your certificate a lot sooner and get to working and making money. Um, but anyways, um, wasn't until about 30 days in the massage school where I was like, okay, I'm going to really give this a chance. I really started to kind of, you know, in the beginning of massage school, you get a lot of massages <laughs> because you obviously, you have to work on each other, hands on. Um, I started noticing a difference in myself. So I said, okay. So I continued with school. I got deeper into it. But then it became to the point where I had to study more. 
I had to take more time out of my personal life to give it, you know, and it just, it, it became a lot. Um, then I got to a point where I started working graveyard and I was going to school and it just became so much like my school process was such because I was going at nights and it was I would work in the day at this call center and then I would go to school at night for three and a half hours and then it was like I would go home and eat sleep wake up repeat and it was just like it was so draining and I hated the job that I had um the pay was just crap it was just a mess um Fast forward, I started working at a hotel doing valet. I was working graveyards. So I was going to school at 10, uh, 7 o'clock. So from 7 to 10.30, I was at school. I would get to work, and I would work from 11, 11.30 till 7.30 in the morning. Then I would go home, and I would be up till about noon. And then I would sleep from noon until like until, 6. yeah. And repeat. And... It was just, it became a drag. Um, I actually had missed so much time from school that I had to make up a lot of time. Um, my 25th birthday, I spent in class all day. So I stayed in class. To, I was making up time from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. That's how I spent my birthday. And it was... a. Uh, it was it was a way of me it was me realizing that i was prioritizing the wrong things at the time and i finished up the program literally a few days later i made up the rest of my time finished up the program and i actually didn't get a massage job until i think a year uh, not a year like close to a year after i got my license um and then I started to realize how massage therapists really get treated. Mm. Um, so then it was, you know, how do I... Before you get to that, before you get to that, hold that thought. Because I want to ask, um, even before, like, figuring out, you know, the real world hitting, how did it feel to graduate? You know what I'm saying? Like, we share in, in the similarity of, like, we've watched damn near all of our friends graduate from college, oh, yeah. you know, and things like this. Um how did that feel at that point to be like, wow, like I, I graduated from, you know, a tech school. I graduated after high school, like post high school. I did it again. Um, Mixed emotions, mixed emotions, because I didn't think I was going to be able to finish mm. the program. I actually had to um, get reinstated into the program twice. Um, the, you know, shots out to the school and the staff. They really, you know, I guess really saw something in me. Because uh, they did not give up on me. Um, so I really appreciate them for that. But I, you know, at that time in my life, graduating felt, it felt like good, like good that I finally did something. But I felt like. What took so long? Like, why did I wait so long to start to get things together? And I know everybody has a different path and you learn at different stages and stuff like that. But I felt like I had been in other situations previous that should have kind of prevented me from even making my massage 
you know, career, uh, schooling as long as I, it did. Um, I didn't go to my graduation. Um, my school was very upset because they felt like I, you know, had worked so hard to, but I, I just, I didn't go because I couldn't graduate with my original class. Um, and so I just, you know, didn't go. Um, but yeah, you know, seeing all of my other peers, you know, and going to their graduations and everything, I, you know, appreciated, you know, all the hard work that they had put in and the parts that I played in their journey. And for me, it was just reaching out to people and just saying, hey, thank you for this. And just kind of letting people know over the years. And as I continue to grow in my, you know, career, just saying thank you for, you know, the parts that you've played and helping yeah. me either figure this out or on this, you know what I mean? But, you know, it was definitely a lot of mixed emotions. Um, I remember my last night when I finally finished, you know, I'll never forget this. They had like a big banner for me and, you know, all the, you know, students that were in the classes that were still in school and in classes, they were, you know, out waiting and all cheering for me. And I literally just cried and because it was just like finally like, you know, for those of you that don't know, I, you know, almost didn't graduate high school because I got so lazy and didn't want to do my final English project. And Miss Gerbic. And yeah, I did that, you know, every, you know, senior, you have to do this final English project and I dragged my feet. I did not want to do it. And it was just like, okay, well, you're like, like for real, for real, you're not going to graduate if you don't do this project. Like you will fail English, therefore you will not. And it was just like, I really don't care. Like I, that's what my, you know, my attitude had kind of gotten, um, gotten like, mm -hmm. um, so to finish, you know, Again. graduate, yeah, it was, you know, it was definitely, you know, something, you know, big um, for me and something that I, you know, definitely hold personally that I, you know, I actually did that, you know, I finished it. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was hell. It was hell getting, getting finished and getting through that for sure. That's dope. And now, now to go back to your original, like you were saying, like you saw how, massage therapist and you know i want to get into masseuse versus massage therapist also but you know you saw how you know you get treated or how they get treated and, and you know i'm sure you've heard stories while you were in school but you know kind of going back to where you were yeah um just seeing kind of like obviously you know at every job you know every employee you get paid and obviously the company the higher ups they make more and then the owners obviously you know cutting the checks and whatever but um a lot of places where you go and massage therapy is involved massage therapy really drives a lot of the business um so when you go to a chiropractor if you go to a chiropractor and they offer massage therapy a lot of times a lot of people will go more for that without realizing um, massage therapy and chiropractic care do, I believe, go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but the way the pay, the way the responsibilities are tacked on with that, like if you go look at a job and especially in the medical field, if you're like at a hospital, doctor's office, anything like that, usually a chiropractic office, if you look at all the responsibilities that they give a massage therapist, you have to you think about all the responsibilities they have to do on top of that they have to massage people <laughs> but they're not compensating the massage therapist like that 
Mm. Yet they treat the massage therapist like you treat the valet guy at the hotel. So an it's like an accessory. It's the yeah. bottom of the yeah. And it's it's very it's very hard to work for companies. It's very hard to give it your all, and it's very hard. It's very easy to fall out of love with the craft of massage therapy um, because of employers like that. Mm. And um, I actually my first massage therapy job. I worked there um, for over a year, and uh, I got fired. I got fired because I went to a, I went to my shift. I got sent home by my chiropractor because I had a migraine. So imagine trying to massage people with a migraine. With a migraine, and I don't get migraines often. This isn't something that happens often. So I got sent home. So he calls my supervisor. I get sent home. Now they're expecting me to cover a shift at a different location in the afternoon. So I let them know that hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to that shift. I still got this migraine. Yeah. So I go to sleep and go to work the next day. I'm at work. Like first, it's a four-hour day, so it's one of my short days. My supervisor's there to help out. And uh, two and a half hours into my shift, they call me in and they let me go. Yeah. Because I called out of the shift. Um, it's a cold and world. So, yeah. And so um, I went and talked to the my chiropractor, um, and I t- kind of told him, and he was shocked. And he told me if I ever needed a reference, you know, to let him know. Ended up reaching out to me. Said a lot of the patients missed me and everything. Um, but yeah, so I knew at that point. I always knew going into massage therapy. When once I started uh, really getting into school, that I wanted to work for myself. Mm. Um, but that was really that kind of that solidified that I I need to really get the ground, at least get a, get an idea, get a plan. What what do I want to achieve? What do I want to accomplish? That really made me, um, you know, graduating was like that first step. But getting fired, mm. even though it was out of my like I had a migraine, like you know what I mean. Like you have the doctor calling my supervisor saying, "Yeah, I got to send this guy home." He's trying, he's massaging with his eyes closed. Like he has like he's no good right now. Right. And I still got let go, and which shows me that the company didn't you know they really did, they didn't care about me. Um, they treated like a bottom. So it was just like okay, I have to put you know you know put. Um, You're good. Have to put this you know I have to get this going somehow some way. Um, so fast forward, I ended up finding another job for another employer. Um, treats massage therapists um, a lot better. Um, pay was better. Responsibilities trimmed down drastically, which it was like, okay, good. I can focus more and I can also learn more. It doesn't mm. mind if you promote yourself, if you have something else going to the clients. Um, so that's kind of when I really started to map out the ideas of uh, my business. And then... And then COVID came. Hmm. The big cooties. COVID came. I got laid off. And I became basically a, a stay a full time stay at home dad. Um my significant other, she 
was off for two months. As for those of you, as we know, our governor did not care too much about our health. So we were shut down for what the mandated 60 days or whatever. And then we slowly started to reopen. Basically, she was off of work for two months. She started to go back to work. They're one of the only places open. And I'm literally a full, you know, full-time stay-at-home dad. So let me tell you a this. vibe. Let me tell you this. For all the mothers out there, all you stay-at-home moms, you, you have by far the hardest job. I don't care what anyone says. You have by far the hardest job because your mental health is tested every single day. Because you have to be loving and caring and all of this all the time. And these kids are ruthless, okay? <laughs> they are ruthless. They don't give a damn about your feelings, okay? <laughs> if you got to walk away and cry in the corner, they don't give a damn about that, you know? <laughs> so stay-at-home moms, I salute you, okay? Because you got the hardest damn job, all right? So I was forced to stay at home. And I know you guys probably, well, you know, places were eventually hiring and stuff. And my she my girl she works you know nights and it's just the way we don't pay for daycare we don't have many babysitters just the way our schedules were it worked out the way it was supposed to work out and um having to stay home every day and just take care of the child and that just it, it really got to me and then the aspect of i was i was receiving unemployment and um for those of you that think, you know, oh, well, you were still getting, I mean, obviously that went right, to, you know, bills. Right. You know, bills. Keep the the, bills, over the, head, the yeah. bills didn't stop. You yeah. know, they're like, oh, you got five. Oh, okay, well. Um, rent's still due on the rent, first. Rent's still due on the first, and it's late as of the fourth. So, you know, it, it just became a lot. Unemployment eventually ran out, and then it became a big stress and burden. And um, throughout that whole time, I was getting my business going and realizing like, man, like I'm, I'm really on my own out here in the aspect of, you know, these employers, they just really don't care. Um, so I started my own business. Um, and K- KB's Body's Work. Um, I went with Body Work in the title because I don't just massage, you know, like, you know, stretch people out, uh, you know, do a lot of massage gun work and, um, you know, teaching trying to teach people really how to take care of their body um on their own so that you know there's no excuses um i've realized as i've gotten into this career path in this field um what i really want out of it is and that's to really inspire people to you know take care of their body you have one body Mm -hmm. you have one body um and you have to take care of it and i'm at you know y'all excuse my dog hey shh quiet (laughs) What up, man? He wanted a little quick thing. But. Yeah. But you have one body. You have to take care of it. Um, you know, when you, if you think about no matter, when you're listening to this right now, think about the age you're at right now and think about when you started to complain about when your body started to hurt okay. and when you started to wake up with aches and pains. I guarantee you it was in your early 20s. That's a problem. Hmm. Yeah, 24, 25. It's a problem. Back. Yeah. It's a problem. If I had a dollar for every person I heard that said that's 25 or younger that says their lower back from 18 to 25 that says they have low back problems and their lower back hurts, I'd be, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. 
And it's like you're eight, you're 23 years old and you're complaining about your back hurting. You're not doing anything about it. What the hell do you think is going to happen when you're 30? Mm. What do you think is going to happen when you're 35? Now you got to pick kids up. Think about when you go to certain sporting events. Think about that one parent that you see that sits in the bleachers and just sits there and doesn't do anything. Doesn't get up. Seventh inning stretch. You got to get up. You got to move. People have to take care of their body. You have one body. You have to take care of it. Now, I understand, you know, oh, well, I don't want to pay, you know, $90 for a massage that, you know, I'm getting once a month and, you know, or I don't want to pay the $60 membership just to get a discount on the massage that I'm still paying for and all of that. And it's you you got to shop around until you find something that works for you. Mm. You also I like I tell all my friends. Getting massage work is like getting an oil change on your car. You don't get an oil change every day. You don't get an oil change every week. But ever so often, you need to get an oil change. It's a real analogy. Shout out to Smooth Mechanics. Which I'll be telling that guy <laughs> to get his damn work in. I mean, I mean, Adam's got some of the... Shouts out to Adam. He's got some of the tightest forearms ever. As a mechanic, he's using his hands. All the muscles in his forearms. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Telling, you know, a lot of different things to um, help with that. Um, so that's what I want out of this is it's inspire people to take care of the bodies that they have. You know, massage therapy, like I say all the time, it's more than just rubbing lotions on someone. You know what I mean? It's about helping people feel better, you know, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now with, with that also, and I, and I like that approach, going back to my like question I want to ask then is like, when people are like shopping around or looking for a massage therapist versus a masseuse or like a place that offers like a bath or bath with body works, geez, um, massage envy versus like, you know, like a massage therapy or a therapist. Like, um, like what's the, like, is there a difference? Is it like, is one for more like pleasure and relaxation and other ones for recovery? And, and- so with that, okay. So massage therapist, um, for one, you should never get a mas- you should always get work done from an LMT, a licensed massage therapist. The L is very important. You want to make sure you're getting, you know, work from someone who's licensed. When you go to a big massage envy chain or a place like that, yes, those guys are all licensed. They're all covered, insured, and all of that. Um, but it depends on what you're looking for. Mm. Okay. Um, if you w- let's just say, for example, you wanted to Hey, I'm looking for a massage therapist, but I'm just, I'm looking to get stretched out. I'm looking for a 45 minute to an hour session of just getting stretched out. I'm not your guy. But if you reach out to me, I may see if I know somebody in the field that does that. Right. But I'm not your guy. But if you're looking for, if you're like, hey, I want, I'm looking for a sports massage, like to get a little bit of stretching involved, you know, with that, whatever, you know, then okay, cool, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it really kind of just depends on what, you know, you're looking for. Um, I personally, you know, not trying to knock any chain places, but um, I've been to a massage MV um, and I got a very, I like to say, unseasoned. 
massage. It was real bland, no salt? Very bland, very bland. And what I mean by that is I asked for specific things, told uh, them my my profession, um, let them know, like, you know, this is what I do, this is what I'm on my feet, blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm looking for. I got basically just a, you know, bland, touch up on every section, boom, boom, okay, all right. So I'm like, okay, this is this is the shit that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus me, I if you come to me for a session, I'm, you know, oh, I'm having lower back problems, blah blah blah. Well, okay, this is why, or this is probably why. These are the areas we're gonna work on. If we're dealing with lower back issues, we're not, and we only have an hour time. I'm not about to be rubbing your head and neck, right? Because we need to deal with the issue. We're, time is limited. You know what I mean? So, um, me personally, I do more work where I'm catering to specific needs. Um, I do work with athletes, um, so that are either training, whether it's in season, off season. Um, so depending on whatever plan that we need to get you, you know, get you on and people that lift, you know, that do heavy lifting. Do you even lift, bro? Lifting, you know what I mean? I work with also, you know. Give your basic, you know, relaxation massage for the, you know, average mother who just needs to, you know, just relax and just chill. Or yeah. For anybody who really just needs that time to just decompress. And um, like I said, it's, you know, also about mentally, you know yeah. what I mean? And, you it's know, a good release. Yes, yeah. it's, a, it's a great release. And, and to go off of that, you know, um, so you're full, you, you are fully mobile or you do, you go to them or do you have it? So, do you yes. have an <laughs> in-home unit or not so, in-home unit, but... So I have office. a I have an office. Um, I have an office as well as I am mobile. Um, trying to get more of an office, less mobile. Yeah. Um, my schedule is a little hectic with that. Um, yeah. But yes, I I can come to you, and like I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if you're in an office, a classroom. Um, you know, a gym, the park, it doesn't matter, the park, the park, wherever I will, um, pull up on you. We can, you know, you can get this. What about the barbershop? You ever done a massage um, in the barbershop? I have not done a <laughs> massage in the barbershop, but you know, like I said, wherever you are, you know, if you have space, um, I can pull up on you and, you know, you can get the work in, um, or you can just come to me simply. So, you know, either one. I feel that. Get this work. Tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. You sure you don't want to do it? I'm positive. All right. Anyways, we're back. I wanted to see if he did the intro, but it's all good. It's still Say It Loud. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you made it this far, always, you know, I appreciate you guys. Um, very, very glad again that I got to sit down and. Not just hear, you know what I'm saying, somebody who is, is family to me talk, but also like hearing it to hear, you know, how he wants it to be heard from others. You know, it's a different perspective to sit down and sometimes sit across from friends or families that you think you know and to hear, you know, a new perspective. So, you know, to hear what you're doing uh, within the massage and to hear the things that you've, you know, processed for yourself maturity wise have all been amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um we're in two separate states, but you know what I'm saying? It, it's been really dope to see it and, and hear how you're moving and navigating. And, you know, all we can do all say and uh, we always all do is, man, we just trying every day. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. 
that's that's what it's about. And, you know, as we continue to grow, you know, up and grow into our next chapters, um, you know, the last part of this is always what's next. You know what I'm saying? What is what is KB's body's body work, you know, and, and just Cambrell as as a father and KB as a, as a as a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's next? Well, if you didn't know my first name going into this interview, <laughs> there's five different ways that his name works. KB is Cambrell. KB is Cambrell Braxton. KB uh, Braxton. You definitely know my first name now, <laughs> yes, because uh, I know a lot of people don't. Um, but what's honestly, I mean, what's next? That's a um, that's a great question. Um, Drake said it best. You know. <laughs> Honestly, um, just really trying to grow my brand and get my message out there and really trying to um, break the stereotypes of massage therapy. Um, Like I said, it is a very disrespected industry. Um, Without going into it, I'm sure all of your imaginations can start wandering and you can, you know, assume why. I'm not one to take, I don't take very, I don't take massage therapy jokes very serious. I don't, you know, laugh really. Um, I take it personal because, you know, there are a lot of us in this profession that are in this profession for the craft, for the love of helping people. Um, You know, it's something about physically being able to help people with the power of touch, you know, that you know, does it for a lot of us. Um, So really just trying to break those, you know, stereotypes and, you know, just get people to understand the importance of it. Um, You can easily hurt yourself, go to a doctor. You can easily get a prescription, take those 30, get a refill, paying all that money, getting addicted, Or you can actually put in the work and you can take care of your body. Rub the pain out instead of drugging the pain out. Um, So getting that message across. um, Years to come, I hope to, you know, have my own wellness center. You know, uh, a place where you can go to on a Sunday, you know, watch the game, get a lift in, you know, get a good workout in. Get some body work done, relax, take care of your your wellness, your well-being, your mental state. You know, like I said, physically, mentally, and emotionally, you know, those three components, you know, tie in, you know, hand in hand with massage therapy, in my opinion. You know, um, and that's just what I want to, you know, bring, you know, to people. I, you know... A lot of people ask me, well, who's your main focus or what's your main target, you know, client you're looking for or audience? And I've for so long was always all athletes. I want to work with athletes. I want to work with athletes, which is very true. Um, I do feel I am very fortunate to be starting my business and, you know, in this state where people train year round. Um, 700,000 teams come to Phoenix. Year round. (laughs) Um, So it's I, I always, yes. I do want to, you know, work with athletes. I'm a, you know, big sports guy, but I never want to turn my back on that, you know, everyday average mom who needs her two relaxation massages a month because, you know, she only gets a couple of hours to herself a week and that's her time to decompress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so just trying to be there for everybody as much as I can. Um, my old employer recently reached out to me, so I'm going to go back and work um, there for a couple of couple days a week and just, you know, extra money for the, you know, household. Yeah. Um, but really just, like I said, focusing on my brand and trying to achieve the goal, my goals and um, wanting to be able to pass something down, you know, to my kids and hopefully, you know, build something that stays in, you know, the family and really inspire people to, you know, like I said, take care of themselves. You know, I mean, you hear it every day. I mean, you, you're in the military for six years. I mean, guys are banged up all the time. And, you know, I'm sure that's not something that is preached to you guys that you guys should be doing with as much training and stuff that you guys go through, you know what I mean? So, and just also what it would do, you know, for you mentally, you know, and emotionally, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I tell people all the time, especially first time customers, there's nothing that I haven't seen on my table. You know what I mean? I've been massaging people and they've just, you know, broken out into tears and crying and they don't understand why. And I'm, you know, or there's people that, you know, like I said, I've seen everything that you can think of, you know, farts, you know, all of that type of stuff, you know. Um, but people, I really, you know, promote relaxation. You know, when you get on that table, that is your time to decompress. That is your time to not think about the fact that rent's due or the fact that this bill's coming up or that, like, this is your time to literally focus on just you, mm. you know, and um, that always helps people. Um, and it's hard to really take that time to really just focus on oneself, you know, especially if you have kids, it's like, okay, well, how do I not think about what my kid is doing for the, you know, the next hour or whatever. And some people will be like, you know, hey, fuck them kids. You know, right. I, I'm about to they go good. to sleep. It's right. their dad. Yeah, exactly. their dad for the day. Um, so, yeah, so that's really, you know, what's next for me and my brand is just really trying to get it out there as much as I can and um, work with any, you know, local business that, you know, obviously makes sense. And um, just getting the, you know, the message out there. Um, you know, for me, I... One of the things that I'm doing is um, is releasing like a lot of T-shirts. By no way or shape am I a clothing brand whatsoever, or is that the you know venture I want to go down? But um, it is a form of way a, a way of you know getting that message marketability, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, people see the logo, people. I want people to you know know like, hey. Okay, boom, yeah. Oh, yeah, let me book my next session. Let me book, you know, a massage. Let me book, you know, a session with him. So, you know, learning a lot as I go. Um, I used to be so big into social media, you know, back when Instagram first came out and Twitter first came out and stuff like that. And now I just, I kind of hate social media in the sense of, when you have it with a business, it's you're kind of you are forced to, to do it in a sense. If that's you know the route you you know choose to do, and I like to get on social media now to you know check sports stuff, see what friends are doing, people that I don't talk to every day, you know support people and stuff. But having to get on and think of quotes and captions and, and post pictures, yeah. and 
all of this and, and it's a new like, job oh my god it's so much it's uh i cannot wait to get to the point to where i have an assistant <laughs> that is the goal that is the next goal is get to the point where i have an assistant because shit there's certain things where i'm like i do not like doing and right. that's the thing about owning you know your own business you got to do everything. Entrepreneurship. You it's, got to do everything. It's expensive. More than yes. finances. It's you mentally. To, man, yeah. You got to do everything. And so, you know, between balancing that and trying to, you know, fatherhood and, you know, because my schedule is more flexible than, you know, my girls is. So it's easier for me to, you know, be around, and, you know, the child more and help out more and, um, in that aspect and so trying to you know balance there's some days where i work from like 11 p.m till about 3 4 a.m on things and i know you're probably a lot of people are like well dude you massage people when you're not massaging people what do you do it's like i also you know there's a lot of other things that i have to do and you know i have notes and charts and you know because i am in the you know healthcare profession you know at world you know if someone gets hurt on my watch or someone needs to check in with their PT and their PT is like, well, can I get your soap notes from your massage therapist? And it's like, I have to have all of those things and just so many other things that I have to do and just trying to figure out ways, you know, to expand my business. So I work a lot of different hours. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So just a lot it's of more than hours. just the table, you know, I'm the worst texter in the world. Um, so everyone, you know, bear with me. I will respond to you as yeah. soon as I can, when I can. Um, but I am the worst at texting or getting back to people. And um, I know that's very frustrating. Um, it's all good. I can name a few people worse. Um, but, you know, to, to take that hat off um, and then put on the last hat about legacy, you know what I'm saying? Being a father um, into this generation, you know what I'm saying? What's... What's next? You know what I'm saying? Your your, your girl is literally. I, she just she was just here. She's like at your hip. <laughs> that like, uh, that is my world. Um, honestly, you know, for me, being a um, being a parent, like I said, is the most rewarding thing. It's the best thing in the world, and continuing to break that stereotype um, is very important to me. Being there for her. And putting her first, um, you know, is my top priority. Um, but also, I want I want her to be proud of me at the end of the day. You know, I want her to be proud of the things that I've done and I've accomplished. And I want to be able to pass something on to her. Um, you know, I always, you know, my first child, I want to have a boy. My first child, I want to have a boy. As most men, you know, say... Um, but having a, you know, a, a girl is, um, it's something special. Um, so like I said, it makes me even work, want to work harder to make her proud. Um, so having something that I can, you know, pass on to her is important and, you know, whatever she feels best with it, mm. I'm not pushing her to be a massage therapist um but whatever profession whatever career path she takes she'll always have this as well in her back pocket yeah you know so um which I guess you could say is always a plan B for her you know um 
There's so much, yeah, because I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, like, just because, you know, you're the massage therapist, you know, and you, you own a wellness center, like, there's so many jobs, right, and occupations that go into running a business that she can just, without knowing, unknowingly, know. Yes. Like, hey, I need you to go with, you know, go help in the books or go help, you know, planning or go help the meetings, like, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden now you're like, wow, like, I've actually really enjoy you know leading meetings and yes. you know so there's a lot of soft skills that can be learned from you know just being around a, a, a passion or a profession yes so you know you never know but last piece i always end out with it changes but last piece i always end out with um is a letter and i think for you i want the letter to be you know grandpa kb oh man grandpa kb you know talking to you know what i'm saying Yourself, I guess you could say, is like an older man. I'm just going to say grandpa just for like age range. Not, you know, Ella having kids, uh-huh. but we won't think about that yet. But, um, you know what I'm saying? What would that letter say to your, you know what I'm saying? What, what would you write forward right now and you could read, I guess, as an older man? Um, writing your successes or, you know, writing the thank yous. I mean, in that letter, I mean, I would really stress... To myself that you know focus at moving at on your own pace you don't need to keep up with anyone you don't need to look at what other people are doing and compare your sit your life your situation your choices to theirs um i think that's very big and i don't think we stress that enough um i definitely tell myself it's going it's going to be hard you're going to be challenged a lot. You're going to be faced with a lot of things and, you know, how you handle them, how you, you know, respond really can determine and reflect the type of person that you are. Um, hard work beats out anything, you know, you got to work hard. Um, I would definitely tell myself... make smart decisions and what I mean by that is I have um, some of the biggest blessings in my life my daughter being one of them um, but making smarter make smart decisions you know um, I wouldn't change anything but I will say you know, people always say you can't have, you know, steering away from the letter a little bit. You, you People always say, well, you're never really ready to have a child. Mm. That's true. You'll never really fully be ready. But there is a sense of a little too early. And for me, I think making smarter decisions would have made you know, it a little bit easier on me as far as with the way the career path is going and stuff like that. Um, and that's what I mean by smarter decisions. Um, not, you know, trying to throw shade or anything towards, you know, my child or the mother of my child or anything like that. Um, but just, you know, you know, making smarter decisions, um, and, you know, not give up. And 
really appreciate and show your appreciation to those that are there for you and that can be there for you when they can be. You know, really not taking that for granted, you know. Not saying, oh, well, you weren't here for me X, Y, and Z, but, you know, you were there for me for A and B. You know what I mean? So it's really, you know, not holding grudges and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, you know, like I said, hard work. The things that I would, you know, that I'm trying to teach or that I'm going to try to teach, you know, to my daughter, you know. And don't take no shit from nobody, <laughs> you know, because this world is fucking ruthless. And, you know, um, especially being black, um, it's even, you know, 20 times, you know, ruthless, you know. So, um, you know, my biggest fear in life is that I get taken away from my child before I feel she's ready to take on the world without me by her side you know so and there's a lot of obstacles there's a lot of things that get thrown in our direction that get thrown in our way that are you know want us to fail want us to not achieve those type of goals um so you know really you know making like i said making smart decisions hard work you know respect you know and not tolerate being disrespected you know but yeah and put your motherfucking foot down definitely you got to you know you got to have some uh you know some self-respect you got to have i think you have to not let people you know walk you know all over you and treat you any old kind of way because you know people definitely people will try will try yeah people will try to get over you you know so definitely well we made it to the end you made it through a sit down session at the brown table talk brown table <laughs> say it loud um you know i don't want to get sued you know what i'm saying until hey, no, we can work it. together I feel um but yeah man like you know like i said for those who might not know already and want to get into it you know how do they get a hold of you how do they watch you know um you know the content that you're putting out you know where can we find you um well instagram um, you can find me on Instagram. That's uh, KB, KB's, so KBS underscore bodywork dot LLC. Um, that's easiest place to get in contact with me. Um, I did have a Facebook page, but I recently deleted it because I don't be using Facebook that much. And then Facebook, they, them and Instagram, they, they tripping right now on, I don't know, it's annoying. Um, like I said, I don't like social media. Um, but you can find me on there. You can email me at, um, email me or text me, contact me on my Instagram, all that's on there. Um, any questions, just DM me, shoot me a text. Um, the link in my bio on my Instagram is how you can book a session. Um, each session that I offer, there's a detailed description as to what they, you know, breaks down as to what they really are. Like I said, you can always reach out for questions. Um, I will be having, um, I will be teaching, um, a self-care class, um, once or twice a month on Sundays starting here pretty soon. 
So stay on the lookout for that. That way you can learn how to properly, you know, different ways to take care of your body in, on your own when you're at home or at work, at the gym, whatever, in between sessions to kind of go along with the body work that we do. Um, so um, that is the main way I would say to get in contact with me is my Instagram because then you can text me through there, email me through there, all of that. One stop um, shop. Yeah, one-stop shop, man. Um, like I said, I also, um, I do have t-shirts that I have with the logo on them. I have some new shirts coming out in different colors with, um, you know, just the message on there. And just really trying to, get, like I said, s spread the word. Bird's the word. <laughs> Do you remember that from all? Oh, yeah, man, it's a lot of terribleness, but oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how you can find me. That's how you can contact me. Um, like I said, get a session booked in. Um, you know, if you have any questions before you, you know, book a session, you know, feel free, reach out to me. You know, I appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, talk to me and well, I guess let me really talk and. Um, you see, I like to let people talk who like to, to talk, talk to find out how full of shit they are. <laughs> you can name that movie. If you can name that movie and DM me, I will pay for your massage. Heard it first. If you can name that movie. Oh, man. If you can name that movie and, and send it to me and, and say that I quoted that movie. Man. You see, I like to let people talk who like to talk <laughs> to find out how full of shit they are. That is today's goal and message um, y'all if y'all don't if somebody don't know this if y'all don't dm this man and get basically that's a free session i, I i'm better, paying i'm paying it forward you we'll better, say allows paying you better for get it. get on it get on it so. um really quick too i also just want people to know um because i know you know with massage therapy i know a lot of you think that hey Oh, well, I'm not comfortable with getting naked and laying under a sheet or on top of a sheet, whatever. I will say 95% of the work I do and 95% of my clients are f not fully clothed, but are clothed, usually in athletic attire. If, you know, you've ever been hesitant with, you know, oh, I don't really, you know, women usually are in short shorts and sports bra. Um, guys, you know, I usually don't have issues with guys and when it comes to, you know, what to wear or whatever. Um, and for all those guys, you know, people out there, if you are on the fence with booking a session with me because of whatever, you know, oh, it's a guy rubbing me down. I'm not, you're not the type of client for me because your mind is already in the wrong place. Mm. So I would prefer you to take your money elsewhere. Um, ladies, if you're, well, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want a dude rubbing all, take your money elsewhere. You're not the client for me because your, your mind is, you know, elsewhere. Um, like I said, I take, I am licensed by the state. I am insured by the state. I have been licensed for four years. My license is how I feed my daughter. I do not play with that, you know, um, like I said, with breaking the, you know, the stereotypes and everything that comes with massage therapy and all the jokes and all the, you know, old stuff with male therapists and stuff like that, you know what I mean? I, I take my craft and my job very seriously. And, um, like I said, if you're ever, you know, questioning or wondering those things, like I said, 
I will end the debate, the questioning now that you're just not, you're not the client for me because your, your head is clearly elsewhere. Um, so you, you know, I won't, I don't, don't take it personal. Um, I'm probably not the massage therapist for everyone. And I understand that. And everyone is not, you know, the right client for me. So just wanted to get that out there because I know like a lot of people, I recently just worked on a mother of two who could only squeeze an hour in and she wore jeans and she has lower back problems. And if you have ever gotten a massage done properly where you know where you want your lower back catered to you know it's a lot of gluten hamstring hamstring work and i had to work through jeans so um it doesn't matter what you're wearing we can get this work in yeah (laughs) you know there's no excuses you got to take care of the one body you have you have one body take care of it like i tell people i need to be able to dunk on my kid you know, my kids in my 30s and 40s. I don't care what none of them. They're not crossing me. You know what I'm saying? So, well, you, you know, know, one thing I have known, uh, you know, all love and respect, but uh, I, I don't know if you dunking on, uh, which, <laughs> so we go, we'll get to that point. But, um, but no, man, again, thank you so much for sitting down with me, um, opening up, being transparent and just, you know, sharing your passion with us. But as always on this podcast, it's always about, the black story, the black narrative, um, and continue to amplify people who already have platforms. Um, and with that being said, as always, you know, if you're out here and you're listening and you want to be a part of this, um, you know, movement, this podcast, please email me, please contact us, be a part of this. Um, thank you so much for tuning in as always. Make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and then we will have and continue to have more content on the YouTube channel, Say It Loud TV. Um, as we grow, as I grow, we grow together. Um, and so we can only grow with each other. Um, and again, you know, not every, not every podcast and every content piece is for everybody. But take what you can out of it and share it with somebody that might. Until the next time, I want you to stay black, stay woke, and don't forget to wash your ass. Go Dodgers. Hell no. Go Dodgers. <laughs>